that sugar sweet You got what I need Sipping on the potion All that kind of motion Just my kind of heat Keep it on repeat Testify the potion Love it, this the potion Sit back Relax and prepare yourself for yet another episode of the Filthy Casuals Crypto Podcast. A podcast where, no, you're not listening to an expert. Hell, you're not even listening to an adult who has his shit together. You're just chilling with a filthy casual crypto guy who's adventuring in the land of crypto, making all the mistakes so that you don't have to. That's right. Sit back, chill out, and let's get into another episode of the Filthy Casuals Crypto Podcast. Thanks for being here. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Filthy Casuals Crypto Podcast. Guys, today's podcast is actually going to be one of the first, uh, however, probably the first in many lines of podcast where I'm just going to highlight a mistake that I made that I think is costing me more than it's making me. And like I said at the beginning of this whole podcast, I really wanted it to be a tool for me to narrate a completely new beginner's adventure through crypto and how I'm learning good and bad, how I'm winning, how I'm losing, maybe how I'm not making as much progress as I could be making. Uh, And I just thought it'd be more relatable. Uh, And so on that note, here is exactly how I have like thrown my car into neutral. Um, And uh, yeah, so let's get into it. So when I first started investing, or gambling, as I like to say, in the crypto space, you know, I started with a, a smaller sum of money, and I was I picked up a node. The node was doing okay. Well, I had a little bit more I could invest, so I invested in a couple NFTs here and there. I was able to flip a couple NFTs here and there and kind of make my small amount of money a little more. Now, when I say small, I say like four or five hundred dollars, and then I think I turned that into like seven hundred, maybe eight hundred. Uh, And then I took that and I was able to get in like the pizza game and I turned that 800 into I think like 47 or 4,800, right? And I took a lot of that uh, quote unquote profit and I got three more nodes in that original ecosystem that I got my node in. I got two more nodes in another node ecosystem. And then I still had enough to invest in another batch of NFTs that I'm holding. It's part of the node bears. Um, they were one of, they were like the first, at least to my knowledge, they were either the first or one of the first NFTs based around like a lottery system where as you hold an NFT, it gives you, uh, an entry into a lottery every week, you know, and as their name suggests, node bears every week they draw and one of their NFT holders wins, depending on where they're drawn, some kind of node, whether it's a strong node or a Thor node or a, uh, PXT node. So... I own, now I've got, you know, generation one and generation two of that. You know, I thought it was important to get both of those because then that opens it up to being able to mint these other NFTs that are going to kind of start doing what some of the bigger NFT projects do, where they start developing and minting their own cryptocurrency. Like I think one, some monkey based NFT, I don't know if it was the Yacht, Yacht Club or what, what it was. However, they started making bananas, I think, and that 
actually went up in price to like a couple bucks and they were getting X amount of bananas every day. Um, you know, so I thought it was important to have those NFTs and hold them in order to be part of that when it launches. Well, then I got into another project that was kind of phase one ended in a weird spot. Um, and I was able to scoop up some NFTs for really cheap. And then they airdropped more NFTs to me. So then I just kind of kept going and going and going. And so what happened was I had all of my uh, quote-unquote profit that I could have used to kind of stay in the game, buying and flipping NFTs on launches and things like that. I had them tied up in assets, like long-term assets. So the Node Bears is more of a long-term play, right? Probably mid-term. Once they launch the Baby Bears or they produce their own native token that hopefully has a decent value, like then they'll start really paying off, you know, because I, I mean, I'm six, I have six NFTs out of uh, like 13,000, 14,000, something like that. So, you know, the chances of me actually winning one. So if I win one of the quote unquote lotteries, then I, uh, it's a giveaway. But once I win one of those, you know, it pretty much pays for the entirety of those NFTs, but I haven't won one. So right now they're just an asset that I hold uh, and whether it appreciates or depreciates depends on the project itself, its notoriety, uh, the market. So I've got that. So there's there's a quote, I guess, investment capital tied up in there. Then I move those into nodes. So while I have the six nodes and they're producing, they're not necessarily producing a large amount because some of them are, one of them is vapor nodes, which is a great node system and I love it. But because I'm such a small fish, you know, I've only got like, 35, 3,800 of their native tokens in one of their nodes and it's a 1% return, right? So I'm making like $1.20 a day or something. Um, something like that in total because I have two small nodes. Uh, however, so I got that and I'm really happy with it. Then I have, I picked up a lot of Thor nodes because they were in a real, they're in a really big dip, right? They're like 25, they're like going from 25 to $35 back and forth a coin. And I think I've only got four nodes of those that I picked up in a dip and they're like, Mm, what is that making me point they might be making me $15 a day maybe um which again is not great however you know Thor's financials got a lot of plans forward so even if that only climbs to 50 bucks a coin or a, you know my goal would be to it climbs to a point where I can make 40 to 50 bucks a day off of what I have currently and just you know compound obviously but if I can make 40 or 50 bucks a day off of that you know, what is that? $350 a week, which is nice. And if I get this up to where I'm making $100 a day, you know, that's a job. That's replacing a job. So I'd love to be able to do that. But that's, so I've got assets tied up in those nodes. The, uh, the two vapor, the fourth or. Then I have that project I told you that I got in on the dip is called Yield Hunt. So it had some, it was going well. It's a wolf game fork, right? So it was going well. And then it, they had a minting issue. So you make your, your tokens, right? And they have a really like, I guess this is off the Wolf game. I never did that one. But it's like a really crazy, like, predatory kind of NFT system where some NFTs can take your uh, token that you generated. Some can just take a mint if you have a mint. So, you're like, you're really gambling. It's really aggressive. And, you know, I mean, I kind of like it. The kind of, you know, it gets the adrenaline pumping when you actually, you know, get your adventurers and they don't die or whatever it is. So, it was in a dip. I got them for pretty cheap just to kind of dip my toes in the water. And then everybody got mad because the minting ended early of the second generation or generation one because they had an issue um, like technical, technological wise, maybe coding wise, or there was like a bot or there was something going on. So they ended it early. They air actually airdropped 
holders of Gen Zero NFTs more NFTs. So I got another one or two NFTs that way. And then I just kind of kept picking them up for cheap every time I had a little bit of extra floating around in the wallet. And I bought their token gem. I bought it when it crashed way far down. And so I'm just sitting on it. But the problem is, is that all of my quote unquote investment capital is now in these NFTs and gem of a project that may or may not succeed. You know, it's still money. So it's still very important to me. But the fact that it was like, I want to say five, at most five Avalanche when Avalanche was like floating around the 70 to 75 mark. I think as of today, it's like high 80s, mid 80s to 90. Uh, so I got in when Avalanche was a little cheaper. So all in all, if I had, I think roughly five, we can even say six um, Avalanche, and let's say at an average of like 80 bucks. No, I don't even think it was that high. I think it was like $70 at the time. So what is that, 350, 400 bucks that I got in and I ended up with a lot of NFTs. Well, and they're token. Well, anyway, hopefully that it does well and I can turn that five AVAX into, I mean, I'd be happy with 10, right? you know, or more. If I got out right now, it'd be about a 10% increase over what I put in, which isn't terrible. If I was to able to do that across eight projects every day, you know, then you crumbs into, into bread. I don't even know if that's a saying. What the hell was that? Anyway, so, but I'm in this situation now where it's kind of locked up a little bit, right? So I don't really have a lot to play with, at least not enough to play in a way where I can make more money. Um, and uh, to add to that, a lot of you are probably thinking, well, just put in more. Like, just get more. Like, that's there's money. You put it in there. Uh, but if you're new to the podcast, or perhaps you haven't listened to the early ones, like the very early ones, I actually recently left my job, not to pursue crypto, or even to pursue a podcast, but I left my job in order to help around the house. I was working an hour away one way. Um, so an hour there, an hour back. I was working like eight to nine hours a day. So... You know, on a good day, I was gone from the house for 10 hours. On a bad day, 12 to 13 hours. And that really affected my wife just in general because she was having to take care of both kids. Any issues that came up, um, grocery shopping, you know, dealing with the house, cleaning it, organizing it, doctor's appointments. I mean, all that. She was doing it all by herself. So we were kind of in a position where I left and we'd be okay for two, three months off what we have in the reserve. And then I've just got that two or three months to figure out how to make just enough to get by until I can find either a better job or I can find a way to work from the house and do more. And that's when I got into crypto. And, you know, I started making a little bit here and there. But knowing that I had that two to three months, I instead of just immediately taking money out, I started putting it back in to my investments in order to hopefully, ideally, bring more at the end of those two to three months. So this is like month one ending, probably month and a half at the end of this month. So I'm in a position where I need it to work. If it doesn't, it's not great, you know, and I got to go find something else to do. I would like to be able to stay at the house because it seems to be helping us in general way more than if I was, you know, if we can pay all the bills and just have a hair over that, you know, that's perfect right now for our mental health and just ease of like spending time with the kids and taking them places and, and bringing stress off the wife and things like that. So totally worth it, right? But... I call these my quote-unquote small fish problems. <laughs> I might make a hashtag. Oh, speaking of hashtags, I finally made a Twitter for the podcast. It is, you know, Filthy Casuals Crypto Podcast, the absolute longest name fucking possible. However, I think I did like Filthy CC Podcast uh, is my Twitter handle. So give us a follow or, you know, tweet at us. Do something. Interact. It'd be cool. Uh, but anyway, so 
I call this my hashtag small fish problem. So I told you that story, my personal story, simply because I don't have the extra capital to dump into it. I put in what I could. I put in what we could theoretically lose and still be and still operate, right? If all of my crypto investments go to zero, that sucks, but we can still pay the house payment and everything like that. So that's a big proponent of like when everybody tells you to don't invest more than you can lose. Um, kind of the same deal. So like I'm at the point where I don't have any more that needs to go in. Everything I have now has to go to, you know, life. So we did that. And these are my small fish problems. But I'm telling you, this is more of a cautionary tale to leave more liquid capital in your wallet. Reason being, I have missed three, four really good projects that have launched in the last week simply because all of my assets were tied up. And getting out now or claiming rewards off the nodes, they're like in a position where I've just compounded. So like they haven't built up enough to be worth anything yet. I've just recompounded them all. Uh, and then the NFTs and everything I have are worth X amount, like I said. However, if I hold on them to launch, they'll probably be worth 50% more than that. So I don't really want to get out of them now. But the ones that I missed, just to show you how shitty it feels, I missed Etherstones, which is popping off. I missed the, uh, I think it's called Tavern. Uh, like It's like a node, it's like where you own a tavern and it's a node situation. I uh, love what they're doing there. And I miss Horde, which looks great. Um, and it's doing well right now, too. And they both, they all had really smooth launches, which is super impressive. So I missed all those. And then I actually got on the whitelist for a video game. Uh, called, I think it's called Champions Ascension. I was on the whitelist, and I was ready to go. And then I realized, like, I had moved things around and just, like, blanked out that it was on the whitelist in two days. And then, like, the whitelist came up. My calendar went off. And I was like, awesome. I looked at my wallet. Oh, looked at all my other stuff. Well, damn. <laughs> so, you know, had I been more cognizant and not taken my wallet down to a small amount in order to be heavily, in order to have like more nodes and more this and more that and compound things, had I been more intelligent and looked at my calendar first, obviously. So I'm going to small segue. If you listen to the James Pelton one, uh, the podcast where we interviewed him for a little bit. He talked about how he has these rules that he kind of keeps to himself. And I had suggested putting them on a post-it note on your monitor. And I think that's what I'm going to do. I think I'm going to put these post-it notes up there that are like, before I take my wallet down to either just a monetary value, uh, whether it's an amount of a certain coin, or if it's like a percentage below X percentage of its current worth, check my calendar for up to two weeks, three weeks. Make sure there's not any projects coming up that I'm on the whitelist for or that are launching and I want to be a part of. I need to put that up for sure. And then I just need to maybe make a hard rule of never going below X amount. You know, like you never really, depending on what network you're on, you never really want to go below a certain amount anyway because you need gas, you need fees for gas fees. You need fees for gas. You need coins for gas fees. So you need money uh, in order to do anything. And like a lot of new people do on the Ethereum network, and this happened to me like a year and a half ago when I was like just learning about crypto, is I didn't leave enough Ethereum and then... A coin I had spiked and I couldn't get it into a stable coin or, or get it into anything because I didn't have the gas and I didn't have the money to put in to get pay the gas because the gas on Ethereum at the time was like $200 on the network and I was like, mm. like I would have profited 500 but 200 of that would have been gas fees so I couldn't do it and then it crashed and it was a tragedy. So you always want to have the rule of leaving a small amount of the coin for the network on your wallet, right? So I miss these three to four projects that are going well now and that FOMO is kicking in. 
It's not kicking in in the sense of, like, I want to go out and sell my car so that I can buy some ether stones. You know, it's not like that. It's more like, man, look at what I missed because I wasn't paying attention to my ass. Like, I wasn't managing my wallet. And I was managing the projects, and I, like, I had projects lined up, and I had done my research, and I was ready, and I put stuff in the calendar to know when whitelists are happening or when uh, native tokens are going live on exchanges or, or whatever it is. However, what I didn't do was manage my actual liquid capital to invest or gamble, as I like to say, on these projects. Make sure you learn from me. <laughs> Uh, and, and don't do that, you know, you think it's silly, but I think write those post-it notes and slap them up there for real. Uh, now it's not all bad. You know, there were a couple other Wolf Game forks that I was interested in and I was on the fence. Their minting price was pretty low to the point where I could have went ahead and still got in. However, it would have brought me below the threshold where I would have had enough Avalanche at the time. This was on the Avalanche network to really take advantage of moving things around or selling or staking because it would have taken me below the amount I needed for gas fees, right? And then I missed out on a couple node projects that looked really cool. Their white paper even looked well and they ended up being in a couple rug pools. And then like I really wanted to get into Elixir because if you know, you know. However, again, the same situation. However, that one I was tied up in Pizza Game when Elixir dropped. So Elixir dropped. I was still in Pizza Game pretty heavy. I was like, ooh, no, no, no. I'm doing really well on Pizza Game. I don't want to fuck with it. And then and then Elixir did what Elixir did, which was like a, a rug pull or a pseudo rug pull. I didn't really get into it, so I like removed myself from the situation, which I talk about a lot. Oh, I talk about a lot. I talked about on one episode, removing yourself from the situation to try to not, you know, if it's blowing up and I'm not a part of it, I just feel FOMO like crazy, and I might, like, jump into another project without doing enough research because, oh, no, what if it's another this project that I couldn't stop looking at? Uh, so, well, anyway, I removed it, and then it crashed to burn, so I missed a couple really good ones, you know, and what I'm telling myself to make myself feel better is that being in projects that are going to continue to produce coins, whether a little or a lot, you know, I'm at least getting a ROI. You know, on the four nodes, I think I've ROI'd on two of the four nodes so far. Even because I got them in the dip, right? So I think I've ROI'd on two of the four nodes already. However, uh, because I got them in a dip and then the price is a little farther up and I was able to get Thor tokens out that were like 50% more than the tokens I bought to make the nodes. So I was able to somehow... I'm doing a terrible job explaining it. I got about an ROI on about two of them. Uh, so I still got two that aren't quite paid for. But I was able to do that. And then the Vapor Nodes are really cool. They're just doing their thing in compounding. And then I got out of the pizza game completely. And then this Yield Hunt is already at a point where if I got completely out right now, I'd be about 10% up. So, you know, I'm still technically in the positive. Not, not as much so as I would like to be. But I'm still technically in the positive. And I like to think that the fact that I'm still in the positive is better than had I not gotten into what I did, not bought the extra nodes like I did in the dip, and instead invested in all these rug pools, you know, I'd be in a way worse spot. So there are good and there are bad. So I missed those rug pools, which makes me feel good, and I'm still producing, and I'm still getting some form of a return on my investment. You know, not at all like I would like, but it's still better than nothing. And it's still slowly compounding and making it worth it. It just really is. It's not, it'll get there. It's not as quick as I would like. You know, I had wanted it to be like into May, but currently, mm, you know, it might be a little after that, but I'm still on track to the point where it could still be into May. However, while I, I'm happy, I don't want to be ungrateful because I am very grateful that I missed all of those bad rug pulls. However, 
I'm a little upset, a little salty that I missed those other good ones. And, you know, I also like am like constantly weighing the fact that like had I had that money and put it in those projects and they did what they're doing, I would have made more than I'll probably make when the investments I have come to fruition. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's wherever you are. If you have the money to be able to do what I did and then you're like, yeah, I'll just throw a little more money at it and then you're good to go, then that's what's up. Good job. But like I said, hashtag small fish problems or maybe I say hashtag Nemo problems because Nemo was a small fish. That may be a little weird, but you know, we'll just use it on Twitter and see what sticks. These may be small fish problems, right? Because I don't have the extra capital to inject and I'm really only playing with maybe three to $4,000, probably $3,000, maybe $4,000 in total I started the crypto adventure with. Now I've made all of that back. By made it back, I don't mean like I got it back in my wallet. Like I made it through profits and then used that to reinvest. You know, so I'm still making progress, not as quickly as I was in the beginning, slightly slower. However, I will take solace and you should take this, um, you should listen to this, is that projects are learning from successful projects. So as we in the crypto space develop more successful projects, whether they be a node system, a DAO, which is like a dirty word now, um, or uh, I don't really know what to tell it, but if you've never looked into, is it Titano? You might have to check on uh, Google T-I-T-A-N-O, finance. You know, they're, they're a kind of a slightly different protocol that I really enjoy. Uh, I actually had uh, quite a bit in there and it, it went up significantly and I actually had to take it all out, which was a super dumb idea, but I would take it all out to mint a bunch of NFTs. I flipped some of them, made a little money back, what have you, but um, put a little bit more in. Anyway, that protocol, that system, we're now kind of, it went from like DAOs, right, to like nodes, where popular, 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 popular. I'd even say gamified yield nodes or farms were in there too, and they're still kind of popular. Now everybody's about these Titano forks. I think we're in that season. You'll see a lot of those popping up. However, like the node projects are kind of merging with the gamified yield farms and those projects. So the more of these different variations, they come out with either unique systems or systems that have been developed from older systems so they've evolved into better versions of themselves the more of those we get the more successful versions of these projects we get the more times these products come out and they do well and they last longer and people are happy and they realize like okay making one two three percent a month a day a week whatever is way fucking better than a thousand percent for three weeks and everything crashes and burns you know because it's better on the whole Kind of like Preparation H. That was a dirty joke. Uh, so, but it's better on the whole for the community because more people benefit, you know, and the more people that benefit, the more clout it gives to these models, these successful models, protocols, whatever they are. And as they succeed, you know, they'll hit a limit eventually. You know, they'll evolve and everything, but things suddenly will slowly die out unless they're incredibly innovative. But as they continue to succeed, people can start going, oh, wow, look. What if we took all this successful stuff they did? But that project, well, this project failed in this area. Yeah, but this project's just as successful and all of their success comes off the fact that they succeeded in that area. Oh, well, what if we take, we cherry pick from these super successful protocols, projects, whatever, and we combine them like a Frankenstein monster into our new one and then we launch it. So even though I missed on these ones, we're still so early in the whole situation the whole Jersey Shore, the, another weird-ass reference. I'm just full of them right now. Um, we, this whole situation, even though we missed it, right, there are so many of these things coming out every week, every month. It's wild. So 
I just need to remember that while I miss these, what I can do is follow their evolution, follow how they're successful, what they did in the beginning that was successful. Then when I reevaluate or assess new products, new uh, protocols, new projects, whatever, I will, you know, kind of create my own list of things I'm looking for off these successful projects. And if they hit them on the roadmap or they hit them on their white paper, I go, hey, this project, from what I can tell, has a lot of the same components and ingredients as these other successful projects that have been doing so well or did so well, depending on how far in the future. I can analyze them and then I can make that sheet and I can start assessing projects against that sheet that I completely constructed off all these successful projects. So even though I missed them, there are so many more coming. And I will be better equipped by analyzing my mistakes currently, the kind of over-investing, not leaving enough liquid capital, maybe spreading myself too thin. I don't know if that's quite the way, right way to say it. I'll be able to learn from that and I'll be able to assess these new projects to be able to better assess future projects. You know, I've said it probably three times already. I'll say it again. We are super early in all of this, right? So these projects are just coming out by the ton. Now it is kind of a pain because even ones that look great on paper can still be a rug pull or they can have a really bad launch, which a really bad launch, especially in this space, which is this almost completely like, I don't know if you can call like an investment space this, but the space as a whole has ADHD to the max. You know, if I'm hyped, for, if like if the majority of us are hyped for a project and they come in on launch day, launch day sucks. Everybody sells everything or bounces. Because they're like, oh, it's not going to fail. These guys stink. They don't know what they're doing. So, you know, like um, Tavern had a good launch. Etherstones had a, a great smooth launch. Horde, absolutely beautiful, smooth launch. Like, and that just builds confidence for people to want to stay in a project and hold. And it makes like bumps in the road a little bit easier for the community to handle because they saw how well they handled a launch, which is always a big deal. You know, not even just in the crypto space. Uh, but projects like in the video game space, because I like to, I like on, uh, I like video games, on-chain gaming stuff. I'm really trying to like invest and get into, you know, launches are a big deal. And most of the time they're fumbled terribly, like fumble it on the goal line. Other team picks it up 99 to hundred yards back for a touchdown. Like it's awful. A lot of the time, even the big, big video game houses or word I can't think of right now, producers, developers, boom. Even the big video game developers fumble their launches for whatever reason. They don't believe it's going to be as popular as it is. There was a bug they totally missed. Servers go down. They get they get attacked, like doxxed or whatever. You know, so it happens. But all it does is undermine their tr the trust the community has. Um, and in this space, the courage to continue to invest. The idea of this one, this podcast, to kind of bring everything full circle that we went over, is I made the mistake... And I'll classify it as a mistake, even though I, I'm not necessarily going in, in the negative. I'm not losing money. I am losing potential income. I'm not losing it right now, but the money I could have made would probably be greater than the money I'm currently accumulating. So I will count this as a mistake for sure, without a doubt. Was that I went in on projects that aren't, aren't quick. They're not, uh, I invested on Monday by Friday. I made half my money back by the next Friday. I have my money back and some more. You know, they weren't quick. They weren't even the quick NFT flips of I bought it in the morning and I sold it for double at night. Um, these are long-term plays. And I, I put a lot of money into them and I didn't leave enough liquid capital in my wallet to be able to take advantage of other projects. Now, while this benefited me to a little bit, it also 
as I said, damaged my potential earnings. Quote unquote theoretical, but as we see them succeed, I don't think it's theoretical anymore. It's just I could have been a part of that. What you need to pull from it is a couple things. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. I mean, I can't. Your grandma was right. Same thing here. You know, I didn't notice that I was doing it and I didn't put them all in one basket per se, because I'm, I'm spread across like four or five projects. However, you know, I brought that liquid capital down so low that I can't really take advantage of anything else that's going on. Be careful of that. Always check on your calendar, like make a calendar if you're really serious about this, which I'm not really. That's why this is the Filthy Casuals Crypto Podcast. You know, I just like if I get on a whitelist, I just put a little thing in my phone. It's like, hey, dumbass, don't forget you're on a whitelist next Friday. And I'll put like, the cost, like two AVAX per mint or something like that, you know? So when I see it on my phone, like I'll set alarm for the day before and then the day of, I go, oh, okay, cool. I'll make sure that's ready. I didn't look forward because again, I'm so casual. Like I don't have a big fucking spreadsheet calendar thing. So I need to just be more mindful to actually look at things. It doesn't take a lot of time or effort to do that. Um, but maybe you should do that as well. You know, look at that before you uh, invest a lot of your liquid capital away. And then don't forget to leave enough in your wallet to cover gas fees, whatever they may be. If it's a fee for minting, if it's the gas fee of claiming, you know, your money. It sucked to have all this money sitting somewhere and you don't have the gas fees to get it. Obviously, you could add to it, but you know, you get what I'm saying. Don't leave too little in your wallet so that you can't pay off the gas fees. And then even when you miss them, even if you miss a moonshot, it's going to hurt. It'll feel bad. It will. It will. Um, but I can almost guarantee like 90% that for every one of the successful ones that you miss for whether you do what I did and just put yourself in a position that you couldn't take advantage of it, or maybe you were a little too hesitant and you just couldn't convince yourself to do it for everyone you miss, there will be probably five or six other ones that were rug pulls. So almost guaranteed, but then in a week, two weeks, a month, a better version of that one will probably come out or just better versions of various projects will come out because they're coming out so rapidly and they're evolving so rapidly that as we move further down the timeline in a month, in two months, in three months, the projects coming out then are hopefully going to be built upon the successful projects of today. And if that's the case, even though you missed one today, even though I missed three or four today, this week, this month, in a month or two months when I have my liquid capital has, you know, is re-bolstered or bolstered, it's more full and ready to go, the projects that are then available for me to invest in will be better versions of the ones today. So take solace in that. Learn from me. Don't do the same shit I'm doing. Um, and just be careful and be smart. You know, even though if you're casual and enjoying it or just getting into it, still be smart. Do all the things. Don't forget, none of this is financial advice. I am just a filthy casual crypto guy making mistakes so you don't have to. Guys, thanks again for listening. This is yet. This has been yet another episode of the Filthy Casuals Crypto Podcast. Guys, thank you for sticking around. I hope that if you're on Spotify or, or iTunes, you can like it or subscribe or follow. Uh, leave a review that's like, hey, eh, not bad. I'll take it. You know, anything really, any kind of interaction. Come on Twitter, find us on Twitter. Uh, shoot us some tweets. You know, I had, I think we hit 50 unique listens, which may not sound like a lot to you, but it's a lot to me. When I didn't even want to do a podcast a month ago and I just started it after some people and my wife told me repeatedly. 
Once I get to 100, I was going to give away an NFT. Probably one of those node bears, I think is what I said on Twitter. You know, I have enough to get the mint of the ones I was telling you about. So I wouldn't mind giving, I have one or two extra. Well, they're not extra, but I have one or two I could give away and still be available for the minting of the um, token producing NFT. So I'd love to do that when we get to 100 unique listens. So if you could tell people about it, that would be great. Hey guys, thanks for listening to another episode of the Filthy Casuals Crypto Podcast. I just wanted to say thank you. And I wanted to ask that no matter what platform you're on, however the fuck you're listening to us or you're consuming our content, man, we really appreciate it. And I just hope that you can like it, share it, review it, whatever the hell, and just tell your friends about it. Tell people you like about it. If you don't like the podcast, tell people you don't like about it. You know, any kind of action like that would really help us out. Have a great day, guys, and stay casual.